No. Uh, what does a bag of Taco Bell that's been left in the sun have in common with Game 5? What? Uh, they both give up a bunch of runs. <laughs> and that's the Hoops and Half of Eisen's podcast. It's so good to see everybody. Oh, how awful that we're here. Uh, <laughs> what, a, what an absolute collapse of a third quarter. Just, we couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. We have been, uh, it, it was just, just ugly to watch. Um, and I, that's really all I've got to say on that one. I mean, it's just, it's just kind of, just kind of gross. Uh, no part of that worked. Um, it really stunk. And, uh, yeah. Damn you, son. <laughs> so that's, uh, I mean, man, that was a, that was definitely a, a, a game of basketball. This um, is bad. This is very, very bad. <laughs> just, you know, just was not uh, up to par with anything. Uh, I mean, the again, sun I, is a deadly laser. It definitely was tonight. Uh, almost as bad as us, honestly. <laughs> like, as bad as we were, they were capitalizing on absolutely everything. Uh, beginning of the game, uh, I was a little mad at the beginning of the game because we were just, like, squandering um, really good looks. Yeah. Um, you know, just like it seemed like, you know, that term, you know, playing with your food. It seemed that's what Luca was doing uh for that first first quarter. Um you know, uh not a fun game. Just is you know, I and um I watched that entire fucking thing for all you guys. Uh, I should have tweeted out the uh the meme of the the army guy uh, protecting the kid, you know. Uh, sure. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that was fucking terrible. Um, yeah, I, all y'all should have. All of y'all should have went to sleep. <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Like, yeah, totally. I mean, I had a uh, almost almost twelve hour day at work um, because we are we're doing after class practices of a Beatles show that we're doing, and so I did. So I missed the first half. So I literally, before I got like on, before I commuted home, I looked at the half, uh, halftime score. I'm like, all right, pretty close. I'm excited to watch this game. By the time I drove, it was about halfway through the third quarter. I was just like, this is, they're already dead on arrival. Like, I mean, like I did not need to watch the fourth quarter. Nothing changed. Like aside from watching some, uh, shitty Josh Green uh, moments, which may have done something that might swing game six, which is injured Jay Crowder. Uh, is that what happened? I don't know. I was I literally I was on my phone reading uh about dinosaurs <laughs> that yeah. have been recently discovered. It was so. I mean like there was some I mean I've it is rare for me to turn off a playoff game. Um I really wanted us to start this pod about, I don't know, like six Teen minutes earlier. <laughs> just, let's just get this over with. Like, I'd, I'd like to let us talk to some friends and and, and reminisce, uh, or uh, not reminisce, uh, commiserate. That's the word. That's yeah, how tired I am. Yeah, commiserate is the the word. Uh, it has the word miser, as in miserable. And uh, here we are. True? Is that really what it means? Like, that's how. I I have, I, no, I have no idea. I think miser is just oh. me being dumb. Um, uh, uh, I'm going to just act like I'm a, a English major um, because. <laughs> Uh, I occasionally know good words. No, uh, okay. it's almost—it's almost like when I uh, hit on a chick once that I was just like, "You have a real ominous glow about you," and I meant to say that, like, and I said it like, like it was ominous. a compliment, and she was uh-huh. just like, "Thank you," and I was just, and she took it that way, 
And then like both backtracked probably 15 minutes later. It's like, do you know what ominous means? You know, I thought I did, but I think it means something bad, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, then we dated um, for three years. So, wow, that, that yeah, was, yeah. yeah it's okay. but uh, that's, um, I think Squish said he'll be on later. It sounded like he said like he'll, he'll be a little late. Um, whatever he is doing, <laughs> you know, I'm sure he probably missed part of that game too. Which, damn, you know, that was you know, uh, damn you, son. Probably a good call. Um, if anyone wants to come on and just like bitch and complain, please do. Uh, I love when people do that because you know I think uh, just I think everybody wallowing together just makes things better. <laughs> yeah, this is a good group therapy session. So uh, all you guys got to do is just uh, you know request to speak, and we'll we'll gladly get you on here and let you say your piece. And I'll probably put some very funny sounds behind you. Hey! Yes. <laughs> um, I will say that. Uh, yeah. I mean, that first half was okay. Again, like, I could just kind of tell, like, things weren't, like, we weren't as, like, locked in as we usually are, as we were for the last two games. Um, yeah, I mean, like, we, there, like, seriously, we should have been up by 10 after the first quarter, you know? Um, and would we have the same, would we have the same result, you know? Loss, I mean, I don't know. But, you know, I think if we, if we, if we, if we had came out a little harder <laughs> and, uh, just the, uh, you know, just kind of like, you know, uh, kind of do what we've been doing, you know, we probably would have, I think we would have broken their spirits just a little bit, you know, um, in a way that would be fun for us. Yeah, just having um, some momentum. And to be honest, like, you know, if we came in hot in the first quarter and really, like, I feel like we could have maybe held that over a little bit more, but instead it, just, it sa- sounds to me like, it sounded like a, it was kind of a rock fight uh, the first two quarters. Cause like, yes. wasn't, isn't it like, at like 40 or 50, like it was at 50 before the half? Like it was like 50, like 47 or something like that. Like it was, it was a, it was a three point, uh, three point deficit. Gotcha. The, yeah. You know, Cause it, 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 what, yeah. What it, reminded me of uh circa two early 2000 scores i was like huh either they're playing defense or no one's getting good looks and like i don't know i don't i am tired of all the calls like all of the calls i'm, I'm tired of all uh, every referee's involvement and in everything like i i am tired of watching free throws i'm tired of watching us miss free throws i'm tired of watching the just everything is just uh a Shakespearean play once some person gets touched on a basketball court. Jesus Christ. Like, it's just, it kills the momentum of any game. It's not a fun thing to watch. It's just, like, if I wanted to watch grown men, like, just, like, act like something bad happened, I'll watch theater. And I'm done with theater. I don't want to watch anymore. (laughs) I want to watch (laughs) athletic people do cool shit. And what's not cool shit is flailing their fucking arms around like like soccer players and and, and we're both are guilty not a, not a, this is not uh refs fucked us over not at all no we did not capitalize on any of our opportunities today we played a bad game but like the the offensive fell on luca in the third quarter where it was just so it, it was just it was well acted it was beautifully sold by mr chris paul but yeah i'm fucking tired of it uh let's get let's bring john on john come all on right. up friend. Can you guys hear me? Yes, yes, sir. How are you, John? Pretty good, pretty good. How about you guys? Oh, we're doing good, man. All right. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's late. <laughs> we watch the Mavs just get, you know, uh, 
get a boot stomped in them, but you know, we're, we're, we're with friends right now digitally. So we're, you know, we're, we don't have a lot of problems. The only, I don't want to say like anything bad about the Mavericks right now, but like, I just want to say like, it is like, it's like what their fifth game. It's, it's, I feel like they're, they're, they just look tired. They just look like they didn't have the energy to show up. And like, like, I, I don't know, like, it wasn't that they were getting bad calls or anything. Like they did, I guess, some bad calls, but like, it's just they, the Mavericks didn't look like the Mavericks they did before. I agree. They just, they just looked tired. That's it. Well, and to be honest, I mean, like it—it it was a tale of two different. It was a tale of two cities, I suppose, because in Dallas, this team looks just completely different, and energized, and a different effort. And when they're in Phoenix, it just doesn't look like they know their head from their ass. So uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, and it's like it's like the Phoenix Suns are, are one of the best teams in the league. And, and Monty, like, he knows how to readjust things. So I wasn't expecting them to lose another game, like, three three games in a row. Like, right. they haven't done it, like, all season. So I don't expect them to do it, like, out of nowhere. But, like, right. it would have been nice if the Mavericks were able to pull it off. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, I think that would have been a kill shot. I mean, like, that's to bring game six back to the Mavericks. I mean, I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, that's, that's why we love the series so much is because, you know, there's just – certain teams can play desperate and more focused and more inspired in a, a less talented team. And I think we could argue that the Mavericks are a less talented team than the, the Phoenix Suns, but we played with a different intensity and that's what made the difference. Um, and that's, that's why, that's why you play the game. That's why I love this game is because there's such a human element to it, you know? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's the fun stuff. But uh, it, yeah, I have no idea what's in the water in Phoenix. Um, I know for certain there's not nightlife there. Everything closes at 10 p.m. So, like, I don't know why they would show up tired. <laughs> is it just, is, like, I don't know, like the Cinnabon at, at the airport that tasty that they're just, like, showing up with the itis? They're just like, ah, I can't, I can't even, like, put any, like, reasoning behind that for them to show up like that. It's just they it's, were, it's disappointing. They were, sipping, they were sipping too much of Davis Bertan's infamous Latvian moonshine on the flight what? to Phoenix. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> guys, give it up for Squish jumping in from the top rope. Yes, <laughs> more like more like Squish jumping off the top of a building into the podcast. My man, too good. Um, Damn you, son. That's pretty much been the entire theme of this is just, uh, God, I can't stand the Suns. Uh, I can't stand the sun either. The heat index was 107. Damn you, son. Like, I work outside, and that, that, that thing is not fun. Dude, I, well, bless your heart for doing so. We appreciate you. Like, uh, Also, the... Like, I don't know. I, 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 go, I try not to go through Twitter while like watching the game. As much, but like sometimes I, I I peep some people tweeting, telling them like, oh, like the Mavericks have been bad and all this and like that. Like they're 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 still the same team. I'm just like, yeah, it's, it's obvious that people don't watch the Mavericks and like, like I will defend the Mavericks and like tell people and talk shit to them, telling them like, hey, like the Mavericks weren't this good. Like I know that for a fact that they weren't this good. Just to watch them be able to play and like hold off, like win two games in a row, like at home, like that 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 is a big accomplishment in my opinion. Them playing, being able to play defense and like holding up against like really, really good people. Like you don't, you're throwing like players that aren't considered defensive players or considered like all star caliber 
like players like Dodo. Dodo has been going against like CP, like all the tough, tough, like all-star opponents and stuff. And you don't expect them to like hold it down. But like Dodo has been like holding it down for the team. He has Maxi back with the shooting and all that stuff. So like mm-hmm. at the end of the day, like, yeah, I could be disappointed about like this game tonight. But like the Mavericks have come a long way. Like I can't say like, oh, yeah, they're back to what they're doing again and stuff. But yeah, it is what it is. Like, I guess just on to the next one. Fantastic stuff, John. I appreciate that sentiment, and I wholeheartedly agree with it. Uh, I think that that's – I mean, we are kind of playing with house money right now. I mean, like with the fact that we have already superseded our, our season expectations, uh, we are doing – I mean, I, I felt like, you know, after game two, we were all ready to be like, all right, cool, what are our off-season options? <laughs> um, and you know, we've made this a series. I'm proud of these guys for stepping up. Yeah, especially the defensive side. I've never seen Mavericks players that play defense like that. <laughs> not since not since Deshaun Stevenson, and uh, that man had a picture or had a uh, a portrait of Abraham Lincoln tattooed on his neck. That was so weird. I like yeah, that. I love it. tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> that dude, fantastic, John. Awesome. We're we're br- going to bring uh, Zach on. Uh, John, is there anything else you'd like to say? No, sir. Appreciate you guys. Always, oh. always listening. And I'm, I always try to get in as much as I can. But sometimes, since I don't work tomorrow, I was like, I might as well come in and like make a call. Man, we appreciate you. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so <laughs> much. Yeah, good night. Same to you, man. All right. Let's Let see me pose Zach. this very important question before Zach talks. Oh, okay. Lord. Would matching neck tats uh, uh, save the series for us? Anyway, what do you, what do you yes, mean? Yeah, yes, no further questions. <laughs> okay, never mind. Fuck, let's bring Zach on. Well, I think he's on. <laughs> I think he's out of office. I think he's he's on vacation or something. I don't know. Hey, What's up, Zach? <laughs> hey guys. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be out of office. Oh, technically started now, but uh, I'm not. I'm never off the clock for the Mavs. Uh, <laughs> Full time job, uh, baby. I'm I'm not working tomorrow through Friday, so don't you you get this is the one podcast that that I'll, I'll service while I'm out of office. But um, oh, yeah. thank you for uh, your service. We all we all mean that from the bottom no, of our hearts. No, I yeah, I just I was so excited, and I I missed you know what John was saying. I don't know if you guys are just I was so impressed how we started the game. It almost made me even more disappointed. We lost like this because. it's and maybe i'm just venting a little here but i don't i'm not really sure what happened other than we let the missed shots affect the rest of our game i think it happened so quickly um and you know i i really thought once bertans made that three the four point play we went up eight i was like oh shit like this could go to the wire and we could steal this game and we could win this series. And I, that was the first time this series I allowed myself to think that. And then of course, after that, we're outscored 42 to 80. Um, Damn but, you, yeah. Son. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, am I like, I know it was venting a little bit, but what do you guys think about all this? Like I, I'm not demoralized. Like I was at the games one and two. I think I'm just confused more than anything because we've shown, better like is home court that important for us i mean what the hell is this good point Stephen a um so uh, i mean i you know i i think 
what we were talking with John earlier, you know, we, we were talking about just the kind of the personality of this team and the, the, the energy this team brings is what really kind of makes up the talent difference. So if we're just going to rely on like, who's going to hit strictly just more open looks in one team in both teams, like, cause I don't know. I didn't feel like Phoenix was like, Oh yeah, they're clicking on all cylinders. I felt like this could, it was a very like, this was a within reach game that we just no. I I thought we should have. I thought if Chris Paul played closer to how we did in games three or four versus one and two, we win the game. And he was way more like three and four than one and two, and we get torched. Which is why I don't like freaking get it. You know, I yeah. I think I think the main point though, I guess, is like you, you got Devin Booker and fuck him by the Chris way Paul. Fuck Devin oh oh yeah absolutely i i am tired of all of his shit he is the he is the worst front running trash talker ever like it's just this is the same guy that will rage quit <laughs> a video game and talk trash the only, only if he's up you know however many points I, i'm tired of him um you know i it's definitely something where it's just like i i, I don't this guy has never won until Chris Paul came here. Like say what you will about the, the, the bubble lossless thing, but I, I don't care. He, he did not play a meaningful game in his life until Chris Paul came into Phoenix. Um, I think, but that all that being said, I mean, he is a very talented scorer and pretty much you can kind of rely on, you know, his production or Chris Paul's production or Aiton's production, or Miles Bridges' production. Like, that's that's pretty stout top four players. Uh, now, granted, like, when you're getting significant minutes out of Bismack Biombo, like, to me, that's what makes Chris Paul great, is that he can make virtually any big man off the trash heap a very, very usable uh, rotation player. And that's just, that's that's what makes Chris Paul a Hall of Fame well, player. Well, I, I, I also got... Um, credit to Monty for ditching campaign and going with Landry Shamit. Shamit just had to be his normal self to be an improvement over pain. And he was, I thought he was for Landry Shamit standards. He was exceptional. And I think, uh, but you know, it dawned to what you're saying. The Suns were not playing well. And honestly, at halftime, when it was 49 46, I was like, look, our guys are going to come out strong-minded in the, in the third and we're going to make this a game and for the first minute and a half you know the I, I think Phoenix got like the first couple buckets and then Brunson got that play and we made it 51 50 and then it I I just don't get it Don like yeah this is a therapy therapy session a little <laughs> bit like I don't like just like how this series has been one of the most unique series, this playoffs has been one of the most unique playoffs because, I mean, it's the first time I had the first round since I was in seventh grade. But, you know, even like, even when we pushed the Spurs to seven games in 2014 and, you know, we pushed the Clippers seven games last year, like, I could at least rationalize a lot of stuff. Like, against the Clippers last year was, wow, THJ is just a flamethrower right now. And then he regresses to the mean and Luca was on one every game. It was pretty simple as that. And you could explain it as simple as like shots not falling. Um, I Like, how does this happen? How do like a gritty team like this allow the other team to score 19 straight? 
Well, first and foremost, I want to recognize this as a therapy session. I want to say that I, I feel you. I see you. I hear you. Um, you, you are your, Thank you. <laughs> your trauma is valid. Thank you. Um, and, and it is shared. Um, this is a, this is a, uh, yeah, a collective trauma that we are all experiencing. Um, and I think part of this is, I mean, this is definitely going to sound like old man shouting at cloud, but this is kind of the result we get of modern basketball where when you rely so heavily on, on three point shooting and like volume shooting, like things of that nature, when that shit stops falling, you can see those very dramatic swings. I mean, one could argue that if Dorian Finney-Smith is not just lighting, you know, just becoming a fire starter and destroy, you know, and shooting eight for 10 or whatever, or eight for 12 last game, like, do we win that game? I mean, like, we really didn't win by that big of a margin last game, you know, in game four. And yeah, that that's four threes. You know what I mean? That if, if he if he hits four of those threes this game, you know, does how much does that swing momentum one way or but, another? But it's also like he attempted way less this game. I don't know who tweeted this. Somebody tweeted this, how, like, Dorian Finney-Smith's three-point shooting is a good indicator of our offense. And, like, in the losses, he hasn't attempted more than six threes. And then the wins, obviously, he attempted 20. Mm-hmm. I, it's, uh, yeah, I mean... I think my gut is going into game six. I think Phoenix found their mojo. Like, I, I think they close us out. That said, I'm not going to be surprised if we blow them out or we win a close one. But I, Chris Paul, like, if I'm a Suns fan, even if the Suns win game six and Chris has a good game, this is now three straight games, these playoffs, where right. Chris is subpar. Like, if this is the Warriors – this is a third loss in a row for the Suns. Right. If this is the Celtics, if this is honestly maybe even the Bucks, Right. So, yeah, at least I can hang my hat on the fact. I don't think the Suns should be the title favorite right now with how they've played. Uh, I wouldn't say so. Either. Yeah, I really think it's coming out of the East at this point uh, because I think just, you know, the fact that Boston stepped up so much defensively and I think Milwaukee is just, just a scary – it it doesn't feel like they're even at their full strength. Is Middleton back? I've been having a I've I've been no uh, no Mid- Middleton's going to be out for the series. It's a shame. It is really a shame that Boston and Milwaukee are on the same side of the bracket. Right. Um, that said, like it would maybe prove one of them they'll have better rest before the finals because I think they'll steamroll Miami. It looks like Miami's going to come out of that series because Joel Joel quit, but. No, Middleton's not back. Well, didn't Joel get like hit in the face again with his uh, the broken yeah, face? Yeah, I, I mean, he. I, I saw the play. He. I forget who it was. I think it was PJ Tucker. He uh, got a rebound, and the ball was hit, and then yes. the ball like hit him in the face. It was one of those things that if you don't have a freaking orbital fracture. It wouldn't have made a difference, yeah. Uh, yeah, but then he he was actually crying on the ground. I saw that. So he's he's not right. Um, no. <laughs> yeah. Our star players writhing on the ground in pain. Yeah. Not really his A game. Yeah. No, I. I uh, no, you're. I, I. I just. I'm. I'm pretty bummed. Not gonna lie. Like I'm not. I'm not. 
I'm not angry. I'm disappointed. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah. Um, that's the oh. worst feeling. No, the Mavericks disappointed Zach. Uh, yeah. The first what? time uh, the first time my mom yeah. told me that, I was so distraught. I've been uh <laughs> yeah. I've been waiting for a better audio situation for myself to speak on what Zach was saying. But I'm with you, man. It's a weird game. I don't really understand it either. Um I think what I've recognized about this team, it's the same thing I've recognized all year, especially in this series, is that this roster as constructed is a group that can overachieve or underachieve on any given night. And tonight was just weird and unfortunate. I'm not really sure what happened to the swagger that we had in the first quarter, but once that was gone, it just kind of never came back. Um, and it's weird. And I have a theory that Luca's not 100%. I don't. Oh, this oh, is not. This I, is not I, an excuse. No, 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 no. I completely agree. I don't. I think he messed up his blood coming back from the calf. If, if you're watching him, closely, yeah. he's not right. He does not have the same explosion he had before the calf injury. I think that's very what? apparent. Um, and the the the, uh, the three point shooting, I think, is also an indicator of that too. At the same time, call. he could play some Fortnite, have a pretty good nap before game six, and come out and drop 57 points. So who the fuck knows? You just never know with that guy. So uh, I, I hope we figure something out. And I and the missed shots thing affecting the mentality of the whole team, that's been a real issue all year. I really hope we never see that again. Uh, well, well, we may not, because yeah. if it happens next game, we literally may not ever see it again. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Well, I, you know, on a smaller but important note, I'm really glad Reggie's all right because uh, that was going to be a bummer if we don't have him for game six. But, uh, yeah, well, look, guys, great, great therapy session as always. I guess we'll uh, – we just got to cross our fingers for game six. But yeah. – uh, Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, what I want you to do is uh, I want you to uh, – in the morning, you know, when you first wake up, uh, you're going to be able to stretch. You're going to take a big, deep breath and you're going to be saying that I am, or I am a Mavs fan and I always will be. And this is what I call Mavs manifestations. <laughs> I got to um, look in the mirror while I'm doing this, right? You no, know, absolutely. Yes. Don't break eye contact. Um, okay. and then talk about how you are going to uh, jump on a trampoline and do a sick dunk. And that makes it appear Mavs manifestation. All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I would do just that and then cry a little and then uh, watch My some 20, 2011 Game 5 highlights because uh, that always cheers me up. Uh, Good stuff. I was, doing, I was doing that again today. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I, can, I can watch Paige towards the Lakers every <laughs> every day. All the, 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 did, did you all ever watch those, those, those mini movies like from the finals, how they did like one oh, yes. for, I don't know. Yes. You guys have seen them on YouTube, and like, yes. the, the, like for the end of Game Five, like with the dramatic music, Jason Terry making the last shot on oh, that yeah. last three pointer. That's with like the. I just want those vibes, but that's a lot to ask for. Um, anyway, guys, appreciate it, and uh, good luck with the rest of the show. Thanks again, Zach. Appreciate you. All right, let's Great see. Stuff, let's see. Uh, since the quiz came in late, uh, why don't you give us a little rundown on how you're feeling about this game? I feel like a fart noise. That's accurate. <laughs> um, 
Well, I, I, I too, like Zach, had very high hopes. Um, I was really excited about the game, and halfway through the first, I was like, oh my god, we, we might do this. Like, the Suns look a bit rattled. It, it was the same sort of a movie we watched the last two games, right? So Suns come out, they score the first bucket, like inevitably, you know, Booker's got it going, but the Mavs had this swagger and we kind of pull out to an early lead and you're feeling pretty good. And then they just like Space Jam, like had their power sucked away and just, I don't know. It just, it, it was like watching a car run out of gas and I can't really explain it. It didn't seem like anything ever adjusted. I couldn't see anything in particular from a coaching standpoint that kind of changed anything that was going on. Like the offense felt really stagnant all game. Um, It felt really dependent on Brunson just driving and like, you know, Brunson driving into people that are seven inches taller than him. As much as I like that as an alpha, pay, like I like, I love him as a creator. I like him driving, but when that feels like, all right, this is this is move one. They just seem to be button mashing the drive from Brunson. I just don't know if that's really going to fucking work. Uh, at, yeah. you know, eighty percent of the time, it works none of the time. Also, unrelated. I'm just seeing the chat. I don't know if PC Soup is still in here, but I think it's really cool. We got a Suns fan in here with that perspective. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know, man. I can't. Uh, I can't see the chat. But game six, uh, obviously, it's a big deal. The AAC will be rocking. Blah blah blah. We play better at home. Uh, I don't. Kn- I mean, as far as I'm concerned, this season was successful. We got out of the first round. That's the ne- That's the next step forward. Um, I think it's still very apparent what our needs are. So I'm not really worried about that right now. We just kind of got to make the best of what we got, and we know we can beat these guys. So. We're still at that anything is possible kind of point in the series since it's within reach, but I just I can't get over how how low the efforts seem to be tonight. I don't know what it is about playing in Phoenix that makes us so out of sync, but it was just weird. It's just weird, and it's not like their crowd was particularly obnoxious or something. I just I don't feel like they were rattled by we the have- crowd. They just they just looked like they didn't have the energy for some reason. I don't know what's like, I'm I'm very curious of what the flight, like the itinerary situation is to Phoenix. Cause that like, that's the only thing I can kind of like muster up is like, is there something that's happening in between the game from Dallas to Phoenix that makes this part? Like, is it the lost hour going into like mountain time or whatever? Or I don't know what, what, Oh, no, they're in Pacific time, aren't they? What? Anyways. Thank you, Lisa. Um, yes, they are. They're in the <laughs> fake time zone. <laughs> Thank you. Um, so I, that, that's really the only, like, I'm trying to think, like, logistically here, because I'm trying to, like, because to me it's not like, well, they've proven they can hit these shots before. The The strategy has seemed sound enough to win two games in a row, and it's, yeah, it's really hard to place it. Um, the only way I can really describe it. We have a problem. We have a problem. Ladies and gentlemen, we have problems. Thank you, Stephen. Both of them are Dwight Powell. Don't get me fucking started, dude. Jesus, putting him in. Uh, I think I had a tweet at the very beginning of the game saying, hey, like it's so funny that he plays like 
you know, the, he starts, but he only gets like 10 minutes a game. Ha, ha, ha. I think the strat with Powell is to leave him in just long enough to draw that once-a-game offensive foul where he is, his face just tractor beams Aiden's elbow into it. <laughs> uh, otherwise, I don't know what he does anymore. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, I yeah. just know this. If, if Dwight Powell is the Mavericks starting center next season, I am going to fight God. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, right behind dude, you, bud. honestly man, like that might that might become our Joker, our Joker. That uh, my, <laughs> I made tweet my Joker origin story is Dwight Powell starting at center next season. <laughs> like, he's like great. He's a great guy. Blah blah. He's a great that, fucking like, dude. But I mean, like when he's you're turning me round, into a bad person, though. Yeah, when your first round is against Rudy Gobert, who for all his faults is fucking Rudy Gobert. And then your next opponent is fucking DeAndre Aiden. Like, you got to have a better center. <laughs> like, you just have to. I just don't need to see centers on my team getting bitched by Bismack Biombo, man. Like, <laughs> there has to be something else out there. You mean by bitch smack Biombo? Bitch smack. <laughs> <laughs> see, now I feel good. Don played my favorite soundbite. There he goes. See? See, it's like, oh, shit! Oh, shit! That's the like sound Devin thing. Booker makes every time he flops. <laughs> Bro. Did you see what was that? I think it was like a video of him like flop. It was like, oh, the Luca special. And I was like, dude, I don't give a fuck. Like, AIDS! Talk your shit. I don't Everyone care, outside bro. of Phoenix immediately starts roasting people that bitch about that. Like, yeah. So, yeah. Know, you have but... Chris Paul and Booker on your team. No, also, like, I think uh, it's but... also just like, I'm tired of flopping just as a strategy. I get it. I know it. It's just like, it's just. Uh, God, like I said, if I wanted to watch people do fake things, I'd just watch theater. And I left theater for a fucking reason. Oh, man. If I want to see athletic people do things that are scripted or do things to provoke an audience, I'll watch wrestling. And wrestling's more entertaining than that, okay? I don't want to see a guy act like he's getting hit in the face unless, indeed, he is getting the chair shot to the face. And that... Man, you know what's crazy is that I was sleepy when we first started the podcast, but now I'm awake. This is great. I showed up. Yes, this is great. This is great for me in the morning. Squish, you're you're working pretty well off the bench, bud. (laughs) I know, dude. (laughs) I'm subbing in like Davis Bertans, hitting like seven threes. Well, he had had like two really good ones, like early, right? And like that was kind of Mm -hmm. it. But I mean, like. I, him in 38 seconds is better than Dinwiddie's been all pl- all fucking playoffs. I can't, man, believe it, dude. Oh, God, we. I, I, I'm sorry. I've, as far as I'm concerned, I don't care what he did for like a seven game stretch right after the trade. I will drive him to the airport. Uh, I I we can't trade that guy fast enough. Uh, I, need, I need Smoothie King gone. Like <laughs> Smoothie <gotta> King. <laughs> Din, where did he go? <laughs> where do you go? Smoothie King, goddammit. <laughs> Where do you go? <laughs> I want to know. know. Guys, <laughs> 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 oh. in case you didn't realize, uh, I think we're the only two jackasses that would know that song. <laughs> Don, yeah, for real. Anyway, Don and Squish are the best at just like coming up with the song from like some <laughs> sometimes obscure, sometimes not song. And it's great, but it's also frustrating for me because I'm definitely the Ernie Johnson of the group. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the funny thing. Like, uh, there's certain songs I'll always associate with Squish, 
and it's never songs that we like because we've like gone to shows together. We've we like we've played like I've played music and he's uh, videoed me and doing certain things. Like we've we've got a lot of music memories, but there are certain songs that I'll always associate with Squish. And one of those songs is Baltimore's Tarzan Boy. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it's just that. Oh, yeah. Have I told you 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 brought a professional wrestling? Have I explained the Jurassic Express to you? <laughs> no you have not this there is, is a there is a tag team in aew known as the jurassic express consisting okay. of a wrestler named jungle boy okay who's just okay. like a boy from the jungle and sure. then luchasaurus who's a six foot five wrestler that is like also a dinosaur like he wrestles like a dinosaur okay. what the fuck? does and he have super just... like a super tiny wingspan no he's got a he, he's got a better wingspan than desmond bain that's for sure <laughs> imagine if 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 kane like wwf's kane mm-hmm. were a green dinosaur basically that is also a luchador yeah He's he's like really agile. It's crazy. He does these weird back kicks that almost I guess it's supposed to be like a dinosaur's tail whip kind of thing. Anyway, their entrance song is fucking Tarzan Boy. Oh, that's okay. Now I'm on board. Yeah. Yep. This is great. Um that was wrestling corner with uh oh wait, what's what is the corner of the ring called? Is there like a is there like a the turnbuckle? The, the, the turnbuckle. Yeah, this is the, that's a great uh, wrestling spinoff. For we'll talk more wrestling every time the Mavs lose. Oh yeah. no! Um, yeah, yeah, we'll call it the turn. Well, this is now the hoops and turnbuckles. Fuck um, guys! <laughs> yeah. oh, Ho- hoops and hurricane ranas. We'll go to the uh, <laughs> we'll go to the turnbuckle for a minute uh, <laughs> for a segment we call from the top rope. That's where Squish just gets to be a fucking dork about wrestling. For we just time. gained six more people. That's right. <laughs> so, <laughs> hey, are y'all well, talking well, about turnbuckles? Well, no, because I fucking tweeted out we are uh, talking wrestling, and someone replied we should make Mavs fans AEW wrestle. <laughs> <laughs> I like that all caps wrestle. Keep right. it going. This is great. All right, so how many of you read a Hardy Boys book, but first of all, but you first were introduced to the Hardy Boys from wrestling and then realized this are not the same Hardy Boys? (laughs) Yeah, which Hardy Boy team is your favorite and why? (laughs) Well, one solves mysteries. Hold on. Hold on, hold on. flips into tables. Ultraberg, is that Adam, says that they co-wrote a wrestling RPG? What? what? <laughs> I need you to call. I need you to to speak on that. Speak, please. I, I have to. I have they, to they know can, what this is. Yeah, we need to know what's going on here. This has been the most interesting thing we've brought up this podcast. Here we go. Okay. Oh, yes. Yes. Excellent. Oh my god. <laughs> Welcome. You have to click like thirty things to call into this app, which is literally called call in. I'm oh, sorry. I fucking, I fucking got through it. I'm literally hey. a UI designer. Hey, okay. So, okay, cool. I'll, I'll, I'll we, let this team know. Yeah. Also, yeah. we're new to this as well, so I'm sure they'd actually very much appreciate that feedback. <laughs> One, shout out to the Suns for inviting the Mavericks. Always hard to be a host when you have a bunch of people you haven't seen in a while. Sure. Two, <laughs> the reason you actually uh, care about me. Yeah, I helped co-write the second edition of the Worldwide Wrestling RPG, which is really? available now, and I did an expansion pack for it. Dude, wow. what the fuck? 
Very the cool. Wrestling, so, people have been trying to do the first wrestling RPG I ever heard of was written in 1991. It was like a fan game for the WWF. Mm-hmm. And in the intro, they talk about how fun the game was to play while they were doing like maneuvers at night for the National Guard and had lots of time to kill pretending to hide from enemies <laughs> <laughs> all right yeah sorry we'll, the, get, we'll get right on those orders just uh give us one second we need to code for a couple of hours <laughs> <laughs> sir we need we need an airdrop of d6s please <laughs> but but they were really simulationist for a very long time and the pro so there'd be these endless tables of you weigh 235 pounds can you lift up yokozuna well, if you roll this and you have this, it's just, oh, and then see. it was like, okay, you lifted Yokozuna. How much damage does he take considering he weighs 500 pounds? Dude, what the to... fuck? They, they were, this, these were people who were like one step resolved from getting out like a fucking protractor to see like how Napoleon lost at Waterloo. It's just primitive I mean, the, like it, anything else, but <laughs> I mean, like. I don't know. Like that's the fun part about uh, RPGs. It basically turns everyone into an improv group, but gives them some structure. There was way too much structure, though. That the only good <laughs> part of the game was when there's like there's um, like weaknesses you can take, and there are things like being afraid of snakes. And they would explain <laughs> this was by far the best part. It's like if you're a face, it's legitimate to be afraid of snakes. People can understand that, and it's just a weakness that you have. But if you're you're a bad guy, if you're a heel, you are a coward, and everyone hates you. You're afraid of even the smallest snakes. I, I mean, I think that's a pretty good gimmick. Guy that runs away from danger, wrestler. That would be the best. Get like a pacifist or someone who's like, "Hey, I get paid to show up." Punches the referee every week. Gets his counted wa- out. His walk-in, his walk-in Holy music is just, "Why can't we be friends?" <laughs> Oh, this podcast! I got don't so much know who better. did it, but there was a joke about a guy whose gimmick was he didn't know he was going to a wrestling match. Like he just arrives at the back of a truck. He thought he was going to like help paint the house. Nope, WrestleMania. <laughs> God, that'd be me. Fucking well. Uh, the, the thing our game did that was great was um, it like it knows that wrestling is fake. That was the thing that broke people's brains for thirty years of making these games. Is like. <laughs> How much do you have to get a fucking slide rule out and see what King Kong Bundy can do when he gets to the second <laughs> rope? That's fantastic. Oh, when I, mean, I worked like... at WWE Magazine very briefly, um, I actually called my high school physics teacher because I was so hard up for article ideas that I was like, well, how much was John Cena wet? How much work was John Cena doing lifting people? He said the work was negative. He lifts them up and he puts them down like, thanks. I fucking wonder if I'm going to get a lot of columnists out of that. <laughs> well, also, but like, the, 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 the fact that people ever thought that this was, like, one, how I look at it is, like, the same way I look at, like, uh, I don't know, like, live stage combat or whatever. It's yeah. like, yeah, they might know the outcome, but, like, you still fall on the damn ring. It hurts. Like you got to do that with technique. It's, uh, it's, it's a a more aggressive masculine uh, ballet of sorts. And I love it. Dundas did a really great book called champion of the world, which is a novel about the time where wrestling was changing over from being fake to being real or the Hmm. reverse. And the main character is a guy who's a real shooter who wants to win legitimately. And he's being, he's hired by the mob to train a fighter who also, doesn't know that he's designed to lose you know 
he's supposed to be mm. getting that, and it follows them actually trying to turn him into a contender. Beautiful book. Mm. But the thing that made our RPG different is you were playing a guy or girl playing a wrestler. And so you have to negotiate backstage stuff. Your stats are based on wrestling and how well you like can bridge the divide between being real and being fake. Um, the best example of this is Scott Steiner, right? In the nine in the nineties, in the eighties, he was just like, "I'm from college and I like to wrestle with my brother." <laughs> that was massive. This made him millions of dollars. Well, in the nineties, like, he started. Yeah. He found out about a, a joyful thing called anabolic steroids and became Big Papa Punk. That's right. Now, Big Papa Punk, where my freaks at? God. Was so into his character, his real stat was so great that um, one, he attacked a cop and got arrested because he thought the cop was an actor. And two, he got a world title push because everyone backstage was afraid of him. <laughs> Please give him the belt so he doesn't kill us. And that was literally true. People thought, and then like when he retired, he's like, yes, I played a very stupid character. He was a dumb jock. And it was like, everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, what we, thought, like, so we thought Scott Steiner's IQ was like the the temperature of a freezer in, in Arizona. We don't know what's going on here. <laughs> also, I don't know what the freezer in Arizona means, but it can't be that high. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I appreciate the uh, the, the jargon or the idiom, I suppose. Nonetheless. Um, I will say that uh, I watched recently uh, You Can't Kill David Arquette, and that may be one of the most compelling documentaries I've watched. It's the wrestler, the documentary. Yeah, absolutely. Well, especially the fucking extreme wrestler where he's just like, I think this guy's actually trying to kill me. And like, and like slit his, like his jugular or something with one of those, like, uh, those fake light bulbs that look like they hurt, but they just like basically. I somehow found myself watching that match. Randy really? Night, nice. And I was like, wait, David, Ar- David Arquette? Yes. Screen, I have David a celebrity story about David Arquette. And, like, um, he might die here. Please. Go, whatever, go his on. wife in the 90s. They were, it was from a writer on the show that was supposed to be a parody news show that was supposed to be like a mainstream version of The Daily Show. Sure. And these writers would pitch all these elaborate ideas. These are people who ended up like, well, okay, it was, I heard this story from Dan Harmon. But... Oh. What? What? I used to be friends with Dan Harmon because of his podcast. I what the talk fuck? about this wow. on every other podcast but this one. Adam, you, anyway. you've become the most interesting guest that we've had on here. This is great. We're well, normally talking you. about basketball, but this is and we got sorry, ten live people. For those of you that are still here, welcome, basketball. welcome to so hoops they would write these hoops things. Half of wrestling. So uh, Gordon Cox, our cat, would come in. They've come up with these really highbrow things, satirizing the media circus. It was the mid nineties, and she'd be like, "I don't get it." And then that would be the end of the idea. <laughs> and that was, you, you'd spend three hours on a sketch and they're like, I don't get it. And then she'd be like, what about a news chopper? And be like, what do you mean? Well, we go to the news chopper, but it's a motorcycle because they call a motorcycle a chopper. And that was a joke. And it, it died for 30 seconds on national television. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic oh my god I'm gonna go to like grade now. school shit like stuff that would kill like an elementary school pageant was well, what Kristen what Cox our cat thought was funny well man what I think is interesting is like that that kind of sums up middle management in general like yes. 
like whenever like i remember so many times like, like when i worked at starbucks way back when in my like in my early 20s like the work like the most anxiety ridden that the entire put like and this was a good store like we were one of the most like productive stores that would that that they had like they did like when they closed like half of them down were one of the ones that lasted uh for context um and so anytime it was one of the top 95 starbucks in that part of seattle at the time (laughs) exactly and so the fact that they had to shut down another 95 we like we we lasted the (laughs) the sacrificial uh state um but anyways uh like the it's the it's the arrogance that they think of never working a job before or completing a certain task but they know how that task is supposed to be completed because they read about it before like because it's the way they fired all the non suckups precisely it, it's also just like it's the way a lot of people are like um i don't know if i should listen to this doctor I heard on YouTube from somebody yelling out of their truck that they might have a better idea than he does. As a, as a former project manager in another life, I think I've heard two great theories about this. The first is the Peter principle, which says that everyone rises to the level of their incompetence because you can't <laughs> you, you get promoted until they can't promote you anymore until sure. you're not doing work better than your position. The other one is that there's the um, the office theory where there is a Jim, a uh, Ryan, and a Michael in every work situation. (laughs) The Jim just is trying to catch a paycheck. The Michael is promoted so that he can prevent anything from changing too much. Right. And will never be promoted. And the Ryan, who will do anything to get promoted, even extremely criminal psycho shit. (laughs) (laughs) And you cannot succeed in business if you don't know which of those three you are. (laughs) God, now I'm trying to think about like what, who, who am I? Well, uh, Ryan, Ryan is Vince McMahon, Vince McMahon, a hundred percent, and he so is Bob Brother Love, and, and Bucky for, Beaver. Then what? Then what's Hulk Hogan? Hulk Hogan is absolutely a Ryan. He snitched on the union. Fair enough. He's well, the reason was, the body had to become the mind. I don't know. I think he's the guy that's. Uh, oh God, damn it! I'm, uh, was it who Bill is Keck, the, who are, Keckner? Who is, how would you apply these to the front office of the Mavs? Ryan, Jim. <laughs> so Ryan's got it. Well, okay. I mean, it's weird because we just had a new regime change. Because I think before, I would say that like... You know, Assad outlasts another one. You know, the front office can't last against the lion of Syria. <laughs> <laughs> just you get that Facebook meme of these coaches and then it's just Assad on the other side. Well, but also, like, my thought is, like, is is Mark Cuban Michael Scott or Ryan? Because, like, is it is he pushing for change? Because he did just do, like, a huge, like, you know, regime change. But, like, is it more of the same? In I the think sense Mark of a Cuban desperately wants to be a go from the office to another Greg Daniels show. He definitely <laughs> wants to be a Parks and Rec guy now with the, the pharmacy with affordable medicine. That's sure. feasible because he's rich. Right. He's like, I'm going to have a pharmacy that only ch- overcharges a little, like a store would. <laughs> and people are like, thank you, sure. Well, but that shows you the state of where we're at. Like, I mean, like it, it's kind of how he got rich was just like, what if I put radio on the internet? They're like, we'll give you a billion dollars if you show Talk us about. Out. They had they the parody of him on um, Silicon Valley. Said, oh, it's so good! I, yeah, I invented ROI radio on internet. 
that's my favorite thing about uh any uh oh god uh king of the hill billionaire uh silicon valley what uh why mike judge all of mike judges uh pretty much every single bit of media he's produced um he finds a stereotype and he leans into it but also understands that culture so well to where it's that's like, why king it, of the hill ran so many seasons it's because there was a lot to both fun of but he had a true deep understanding of what's good about these people and why they're fucking annoying and weird i i have met so many dale gribbles and bill dotreves like i like just living in the greater dallas area like that's like four or five of my friends you know different dads um that's four different friends to four different dads not one guy that had four all dads. right fair enough <laughs> what do you think redacted and reddit master you've been very polite to let me gab <laughs> around my sure. fucking mouth like a marathon hey dude you, you, you've put some life into this episode because frankly we're just like god we're all tired and we just watched a bullshit game yeah, did they not throw it in the hoop, or did they throw it too hard and break the hoop? I was, I was reading uh, Bob Odenkirk's new book. It's pretty great. They, they, <laughs> they, they missed the hoop in, in total. Like just didn't even no. hit the hoop. No oh hoop no! They, 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 uh, like five to ten. They didn't score enough touchdowns. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, no more touch they, points they for us. Too many off. Too many offsides penalties. No home. No home runs. Nothing. Yeah. Very bad. Two red cards. It was yeah. Yeah. Technically. Not wrong. Uh, yeah, Devin I, Booker did get tossed. Right. Devin yeah. Booker did have three periods, though. <laughs> Hockey. Uh, all right. Whoa. All right. They should have an Thank Australian you for that. rules hardcore match, and in the trademark is no rules, just right. <laughs> An outback match. Outback. Outback rules. All right. I also thought that it would you might be much more badass if you were a front yard wrestler because you're basically daring the neighbors to call the cops. <laughs> you're gonna get a lot more foot traffic as a front yard wrestler. <laughs> also, they need more intergender last man standing matches. If your wrestling card is going long, have a man and a woman in the ring. Ref counts to ten. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, you're, you're standing. You're not a man. Read the rules. Okay, great, everybody. Buy t-shirts on your way out. <laughs> all right, Adam Ultraberg on all the social platforms. Catch you at uh, Mavs at Suns round six, Suns at Mavs round seven, and uh, boys round here, which I think was a hit for Big and Rich in 2007. Couldn't Should tell. Close than the last sentence. No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great show, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you so much. Amazing stuff. Thank you. Amazing. Fantastic. Well, that's not going to get any more interesting, and we're all very tired. <laughs> yes. It's and... actually, hilariously enough, a loss ended up being our longest podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We did it! Hoops and Hefeweizen's multiverse of madness. For real, dude. I I, I have so much Marvel to catch up on, it's not even funny. I don't even care anymore. The the multi-curse. The the multi-curse. Alright, I think we should wrap this up now. It's late. I was working six hours.
I think Devin Booker's the most annoying player ever. No. Damn you, son! More annoying than, more annoying than Chris Paul? That's crazy. No, he's 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 accepted the school of Paul. The only difference is like... Uh, well, no, there isn't. I don't respect either player, but I guess I respect Chris Paul a little bit more than Devin Booker because he at least did something without I think, Devin Booker. I think, I think Chris Paul also elevates every team he's ever been on. Like, and in, in from slumming it to... Um, excuse me, um, from slumming it in OKC or New Orleans or the Clippers and like, you know, what good was DeAndre Jordan and any other team? Like he's been a yeah. laughing spot, spot, even as a Maverick, it was just like, he just wasn't really an efficient player ever and, and or never reached the productivity that he did as a Clipper. And I think that's just speaks volumes of Chris Paul. So as much as I am annoyed by his gamesmanship, like it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, but he also does everything else. And Booker is kind of like he's an upper rising star. He's still a young guy, but like I don't know. He's it's the front re- running. He's got real he's front uh, running for crazy. I, I would see my my thing is I would love to see him run his mouth at Luca. Yeah, and or see what you know what? Or literally I, anyone else that's not, you know, five inches shorter than him. Because I, I don't agree. know what that is. Fifteen point lead, he's just Gets a little crazy at Brunson, yeah. like specifically. Uh, it's interesting. Fun, funny who's, tweet. Who's Patrick Mahomes? Uh, and then uh, 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 TikTok Mahomes, I think. Yeah, TikTok Mahomes. That's 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 kind of the energy <laughs> I get from Booker. I get I get <laughs> Devin Booker has TikTok energy. <laughs> that's exactly it. Yeah, Devin funny, Booker has. I don't know what Mahomes. it means. Funny tweet from Mouse, Mouse Film Room. I'm trying to think of what Luca can do next game. And then say the book special, but the only thing I can think of is going twenty and sixty-two for four straight seasons. <laughs> oh yeah, that's a great fucking tweet. <laughs> well, we've, have we talked about the Luca special thing? No, we have not. Okay, I'm... yeah. So Booker, when he got pushed in the back by Finney Smith, which should have been a common foul, I think. If the one on Maxi was a common foul, that's just me. And also Luca getting launched into the front row by Chris Paul later. Um, I think Shannon. When he laid on the ground for like forty-eight seconds and acted like you know someone had uh, golden corralled him in the back of the head with a frying pan, Um, (laughs) he uh, is that the term? It is, yeah. (laughs) Funk. He looked up at somebody that was recording him and said, "The Luca special." Even though this is the same guy that acts like he gets poked with a cattle prod anytime anyone gets near him. All right. I've been relentlessly trolling that. I've been checking your timeline. It's great. Real time. Great. Shout out to everyone still listening. This is our longest episode yet, and uh, we greatly appreciate you guys. Uh, yeah, let's uh, let's see some emojis in the thing. See if you guys are still with us. Um, uh, greatly appreciate you guys just you know making the time and listening to uh, us uh, <laughs> complain. Uh, talk well, about honestly, having y'all here uh, helps us keep this going, and we have now talked ourselves into a good mood. So there's that. Yeah, I'm actually in a really good mood now. So. <laughs> Therapy achieved, guys. Therapy well achieved. <laughs> All right. I I do like the I like the. 
I like the idea though of going to the turnbuckle for five minutes a pod and doing hoops and half of wrestling because that's just whenever. Is. Yeah, <laughs> but it does sound like half of wrestling. What if like what about hoops and heavy wrestling? wrestling? I think what's a, what's a beer that starts with like W or like has the R sound starting? Oh, a rough. <laughs> Uh, that would be like a uh, red ales and wrestling. red <laughs> red ales and wrestling. <laughs> Fucking dumb. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> we can make it into a segment. I think we're we're supposed to have a hockey segment too. Where... Oh, uh, it could be like Roush beers. Oh, it's supposed to be wrestling. It was it supposed to be pucks and porters? Yeah, it's pucks yeah, and porters pucks with and Tim porters. with Tim Beam. <laughs> uh, hockey we could have. Uh, let's see, what's one for tennis? Uh, it's rackets and <laughs> wait, hey, R- Rubes, you're a bot. So I have a question for all that. Oh, you're, you're, you're of the Reddit tribe, right? So like, uh, there's Reddit Mavs, uh, there's Reddit Calves. Is there yeah. also Reddit Calves? But they just tweet about people's legs. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? There might be. I don't know. It, it, that it was would, specifically would, for Don. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be my legs. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. I think we need to go ahead and wrap this up. And yeah, with happy. and with that horrible pun, we love you for the night. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, guys, thank you so much for listening to the Snap Advisors podcast on Colin. Um, shout out to Adam. Shout out to Zach. Uh, shout out to John for, for coming on earlier. Uh, we greatly appreciate y'all's time. Uh, it's this is why we do this. We're we're happy to have such a, a fun and engaging audience. Uh, we're we're always happy to talk to our fellow Mavs fans or or fellow uh, randos that just want to jump on the pod and say some stuff. It's great. Um, and Suns fans that popped in here for a second. That was kind of nice. Did we? We had a Suns fan in the chat. I was thinking, did their oh. podcast not happen tonight, or what? I didn't see the I didn't see the chat uh, today. It's probably on my end. Anyways, <laughs> so hey. um, moving on, uh, guys. Thank you so much for for listening. Um, follow us, uh, Mister Redacted at Squish Forty One. You can find uh, Ruben at Reddit Mavericks on Twitter. You can follow me at Don underscore Denim. Follow us on Colin. We will follow you back. Uh, follow the show, uh, and you will get notifications of whenever we go online. Um, and we'd love to start these discussions. Uh, post playoffs, we'll probably go to a weekly structure, um, and then you know pop on for some breaking news kind of things. Uh, but in the meantime, we just greatly appreciate the support, and we're just happy that we've got an opportunity to try out this new platform. So uh, thank you guys so much for doing uh, what you're doing. Before we go, what's the sound when Devin Booker flops? Yay! (laughs) (laughs) Good night, guys. This is bad. This is very. (laughs) Good night. Honey, what the hell is this?